Hello, friends. Maestro here, bringing you episode 433 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Monday, mini style. In today's episode, I'm talking about what you should actually consider outsourcing to a virtual assistant. So last episode, I talked about how to find one, how to hire one, and that's all great. But what did you actually give these people to do? All this and more, but first, hey, DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two. Hello, 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 my podcast people, and thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. So right off the bat, we got some new folks here. I found out because of Instagram, they tagged me, and I want to say welcome. Thank you for joining me in one of my most favorite places. Uh, One person said that they were quote-unquote late to the party, and I reposted or reshared that story and was just like... You're not late to the party. You're literally just doing what Netflix has trained us to do. Hashtag binge life. Hashtag yes, I am still watching. So I am here for you showing up whenever you're showing up uh, and then downloading 11 billion episodes. I am happy to have you. So welcome. Of note, the plan for next year is to go all in on the podcast. And I'm going to do an episode about planning for 2023. I think that actually might be the next episode I do, but um, my plan, we're going all in on the podcast, so fear not, plenty more, M-O-A-R, yet to come. So today we're talking about more VA stuff. Uh, Episode 432 was how to find and hire a great virtual assistant. If you haven't listened to that yet, definitely check it out. Today I want to talk about what tasks do you actually give these people? Now, I think it's important to say, you don't want to hire a VA first and then decide the tasks. You want to know the tasks and then be like, I need help. And then we can look to attract that kind of person, uh, hire them and everything that I said in episode 432. So a system that I like using, and I introduced this in an email that I sent out to my my email list, folks. If you're not on that, go ahead and hop on that. TheMovementMaster.com forward slash email list will take you there. It's also, of course, going to be in the show notes. Um, But a system that I've introduced, and I did an episode in the past about this, but I didn't um, give an acronym that was as good. So the acronym that I've come up with is CADE, C-A-D-E. And this is a great way to organize your shit. So I oftentimes have people coming to see me for, not coming to see me, we have sessions for our maestro meetings and One, I love maestro meetings and I love helping people organize their day and kind of figure out what they can cut out, what they can, should be delegating. Oftentimes people think they're really busy, like I don't have time, but it's because they're they're task switching. And so batching is one of my favorite things to do. So enter the CADE system, C-A-D-E, and I like it to be done in this order. C, consolidate. This is batching. This is putting like tasks or tasks that require the same type of um, mental energy or same type of output, putting those things together. A, automate. It's 2022, folks. Maybe when you're listening to this, it will already be 2023. This is going to drop in 2022, but if you're listening to it later, it might even be 2023. Technology is our friend. 
use it, automate things. There are so many things that we can do as it relates to online business that can be done without us. We have to set it up initially, but after that, it just goes. So that is also something I've talked about in past episodes when we're looking at software to, uh, to buy. They want to make sure everything plays together nicely, that it integrates nicely, which will help you with automating things, sending out emails, sending out email reminders, text reminders, things like that. They can be automated. D, this is delegate. This is what we're going to talk about this episode and, you know, hiring out, outsourcing things. But notice this comes after you've consolidated, you've automated. And then the next part after that is going to be E, which is eliminate. So that could, that E, that eliminate could either go before you delegate or after, but some tasks, my friends, they don't need to get done. I am of course very much channeling my girl Jill Fit with this because there's plenty of things she just doesn't do. She's like, well, this is not going to get done and it's going to be okay. I think when we try to do all the things, we think that all the balls we're juggling are made of glass and then we just stress the fuck out. There's no need. It's okay. You don't have to do everything. Some things can literally just be eliminated. You don't have to get them done. But the system, once again, Cade, C-A-D-E, I almost said consider, consolidate, automate, delegate, and then eliminate. There is so much value in going through these steps in this order. And there is so much value in doing things first. I spoke about this last episode, but we're going to reiterate three big things that you're going to get in uh, from doing things yourself. Number one, if that thing breaks, you can fix it. So when you hire out, oftentimes some things break or they don't go exactly according to plan. It is really nice if you can go and fix it yourself. Not that you should micromanage and be like, you can't even do it. I'm going to do it myself. But heaven forbid that person is sick or you can't get in touch with them. It's really nice to be able to fix that thing in the moment or to be able to help that person that you've hired be able to fix that thing. Second thing that you get out of doing things yourself is that it becomes someone, it becomes easier for someone else to do that thing because you can just you know, do a screen recording, you can write out the process that you go through, and then you can have someone copy that. Very, very simple. And then third thing, I think this is the most important, and the post I did about this last week got some really good traction, but... When you do things yourself, you value the task. You see how much time goes into it. You see how much effort goes into it, especially if you're not good at it. It takes you a long time. And to that end, you're oftentimes more willing to pay to have someone else do that task. And you're not going to be like, oh, well, it's like a $5 task because you've done it. And you're like, actually, that takes a lot of time. It's really difficult. And I'm willing to pay. So we've gone through the CAID system. Ideally, right? You're thinking about hiring. I want you to look at the CAID system first. Consolidate, automate look to delegate and eliminate. If you've gone through that, you've consolidated things, you've automated things, and you're like, there are still tasks that are left that I think I want to delegate. I don't want to do them anymore. Amazing. This is when we're going to go and hit that D. That sounds weird. We're going to hit the D. That sounded, that came out as it was coming out of my mouth. I was like, I don't say it, but I said it and it's staying in there. Uh, but after we've consolidated, after we've automated, then we move to the the delegation portion of things. I personally am a big fan of outsourcing things that you hate. Wait till you hate it, then give it away. Wait till you're in a place where you're like, anyone can do this, Rupert. You can do this if you want. Rupert is my cat, for those of you that are new. When it gets to that point and you're like, anyone can do it, I don't care. It's a great time to delegate. And you're oftentimes, uh, things are less precious at that point and you're more willing and more ready to delegate. It can be tough if you kind of jump the gun and you do it before you're ready because you're like, ah, I'm gonna hold on to this though. So I'm a big fan, like I said, wait till you hate it. Um, and I like to outsource things that I don't like doing. There are plenty of things that aren't necessarily directly revenue generating that I hold on to because I enjoy them. Part of the editing process for these videos. Um, 
part of the, uh, not even part of all of the social media content that I do. I create it because I love doing that. And could I outsource it? For sure. Am I going to? Probably not. Not any time in the near future. Uh, so let's move into what then can you outsource? What can then what then can you look to delegate? I want to give you folks some subjects, some suggestions. Of note, not all VAs do all things. So this is why it's super helpful to first do the things yourself, figure out what you actually need, and then look for someone who does that or someone who can learn how to do that. Oftentimes, once you find a really great VA, they may stay, ideally they stay, not even they may, ideally they stay with you and they grow with you. I'm thinking about Lex, right? And we're going to talk about her more. Uh, she is my, my VA. She's executive assistant and general badass. But if you want to put like a technical name on it, virtual assistant. And she has grown tremendously. Yes, she came in with a massive skill set, but part of that skill set was her ability to learn and grow, especially as it relates to um, more tech-related tasks. So ideally, you attract someone that's like that, and then they can grow with you. But well, the point that I want to deliver here is that not all VAs do all the things. So do the stuff first yourself, figure out what problem you, you need solved, and then look to hire for that. I think that we can break down or categorize the two types of tasks that VAs do into two main groups, administrative or creative. Now, these are going to be very different things. If you're watching the video, you see I'm scratching my eye. I got an itchy eye. Things happen. So we got the two tasks here, two types of or two categories, administrative and creative. Now, of course, you all know I love going on Google and looking at definitions. And the definition for administrative was relating to the work of managing or organizing a business or business activity. This is like all the reason to pay people well. They're literally helping your business to, to go, to be able to perform, to be able to work, to be able to get things done. And too often we're like, oh, it's a $10 task. But is it? But is it? Because these people are literally allowing your business to work. So the two types of tasks, if we kind of, let's put some like colloquial definitions with these. Administrative to me is doing tasks or making sure the tasks get done. This includes things like emailing, scheduling. Remember, automate things as much as possible. Maybe that person's helping you to automate these things. That, that counts too. Importing lists. Any kind of tasks that are like copy and paste. I think about some of my clients and they've hired VAs to... Um, like import names for like, uh, what is it called? For True Coach, things like that. Um, uploading videos, moderating calls that you have. The flip side is creative. This is when the person's going to make things that didn't exist before. The one that most people think of immediately is going to be PDF creation, but they could also help you with sales pages. They can help you with graphics, logo work, email sequences, courses. I know that, Alex, that, I know that Lex does a lot of these things, I personally really like the creative side of things, and that's largely a part of my business. I'm a content creator and a creator, uh, a content marketer, so I make a lot of those things myself. She does do the PDFs, and we'll talk about that. Um, but understand that many times this can be two different people. It's amazing if it's one person that does administrative and creative, but figure out what you need and understand as well. I should have said this earlier: when you hire a VA, it can be task specific or task-based, project-based, or it can be someone that you look to actually integrate into your business and they are with you doing these tasks, you know, for the foreseeable, for the foreseeable future. You have the choice there, All right? So what I'm going to do in this outline, I'm like a little bit worried. I'm like, is this episode going to be really long? Because the outline is long, but it's because I've listed things out. And what I'm going to do for the, the rest of the episode is just tell you what my people do. 
because the sky is literally the limit. Yes, Lex is my VA, but I also want to bring in and talk about Courtney, who edits the podcast, edits slash produces the podcast, and Joe, who is my uh, YouTube channel manager. Because I know for a fact that you folks with online businesses, you folks listening to this, watching this, are thinking about hiring people for those roles and you're kind of lumping them all into virtual assistant, which I don't think is wrong, but you want to get specific with what you actually need and perhaps what will be helpful is hearing what these people do specifically for me. Okay, so like I said earlier, Lex is my executive assistant and general badass. I'm going to break her tasks down into administrative and creative. And you're going to see the administrative side is much longer um, because I like doing the creative stuff myself. Uh, I know that she does a lot of the creative stuff for other people as well, but that's not the role that she fills in my business. And I tried to get as many of the tasks like written down as I could. Lex, I know you're listening to this. If I forgot, I'm sorry. Bill me for it. I am sorry. Um, but I tried to get as many of the things down so that you folks, again, can just hear and and be like, oh, yeah, maybe I could use that. Because one of the things that I see is that people, they kind of uh, limit their thinking and they're like, oh, the, but a VA can only do these things. And literally, a VA can do any task. Obviously, like it needs to be like legal, but a VA can do anything. So I should also probably say this episode is about tasks that you can outsource or delegate to a VA, but... Sometimes it's not about having a VA. Sometimes if you've gone, gone through that CAID system, right, consolidate, automate, delegate, eliminate, you may get to the delegation step and realize that you need to delegate like laundry or you need to delegate food prep or food shopping. And it's like the rest of your stuff and you consolidate it and you look at it, you automate certain things, it's fine. And you have more time than, you know, you find that you have more time than you thought. But actually what's the friction point with things or the bottleneck is are these other tasks that need to be delegated, perhaps not to a virtual assistant, maybe to an in-person assistant or to, you know, a house cleaner, housekeeper, or to, um, you know, doing your grocery shopping online. I don't know. I don't know. I just want to throw it out there for you. All right. So onto the task. What is Lex doing for me? Like I said, we're going to break it into two categories here. we got the administrative side and the creation side. I pulled out an entire category from the administrative side, and that is largely surrounding logistical things and email because I hate it. I hate email. I hate writing to people. I like sending emails as part of email marketing or email you know, connection, but I don't like doing logistical tasks back and forth and send me the W9 and send a picture of this thing and fucking sign up for this. I hate it. I hate it. So I asked Lex to do it, and I was like, I will pay you handsomely. I hate this task. So what is she doing? Uh, number one, I'm not, no, I'm not going to give numbers because there's a long list here and I'm going to forget what number we're at. So she handles all the merch communication. She was actually the person that found Bees Tees, which is the company that we use. And she sets all that up. She runs it with them. I get the design and, and everything done with my sister, actually. But in terms of sending the design to them, making sure it's in the right place, making sure the communication's there when the store opens, closes, all of that. She does. She's even getting me direct paid, um, direct deposit from them. She takes care of all that. She sends out the emails set of guests for the mafia. So I do the initial correspondence with them and I ask people like, hey, would you want to be a guest? I remember I bring in a guest, one guest every month. But this does require some back and forth of just um, usually 
not picking a date. I I do that on my own actually in the beginning. I'm like, hey, these are the dates, pick one. But then that finalizing of like, this is the date, this is the payment. Yes, I pay my people. Um, this is like, you know, what's expected or whatever. Just everything, just make it official. She sends that out. Now, one thing that I want you to know is that I wrote the template for that. So she just has to like plug in people's names and like the dates and the topic that they're going to speak about. So it's a nice way to, to automate, kind of automate things there where, you know, you're going to have the same or maybe I, should, I don't want to say automate, but make sure that there is repetition within it. You write the first thing, you do it first. And then from there on, the person just sends the thing that you created. Uh, she handles my info email account. So if you ever submit an inquiry to via the website, or if you send an email to info at the that is our general uh, customer service line, customer service uh, email address. Lex and I both have access to that. It is on my phone, so I will be checking things. And every now and then I will just reply directly. But otherwise, it's just a nice filter. And so I can put things in different mailboxes and be like, Lex, I, was, I don't want to do this thing. Say no to this person. Because I, I get inquiries about like dumb shit sometimes. And I'm like, I don't even want to deal with this. So Lex, godsend, will email them and be like, no. Or she will forward it on to my personal email account. And then I can handle it from there. Uh, she, like I said earlier, sends out W-9s to people. She can actually send out my information as well. People ask for W-9 um, so that, you know, if I'm going to be a do contract work or anything like that, she helps me enroll in auto pay. These are just like logistical things that I fucking hate doing. They take two seconds, but I hate it. And I'm like, this is going to take me eight hours to even sit down and do it. Um, Lex, as like a personality type, loves to cross things off of the lists. I don't give a fuck about that. It's not, it doesn't like fill me up. I'm not like I want to do this task. Um, so it really works out nicely between the two of us. Uh, when, I, when I was running the course Moving with the Maestro, I used to send out, uh, I, she would, I should say, send out course surveys. She would send out the certificates. She made the certificates for them as well. Um, and she did kind of correspondence with the host. I would do some, but she was definitely very involved with that. Podcast-wise, she was setting up the recording room. So I have said switch, and I for my guest episodes, I'm going to be using Riverside FM, and I'll probably do an episode or something about that. Um, but... Maybe I talked about that in the podcast episode. Hopefully I did. But I'm switching to Riverside FM. And when I was using Zencaster before, you had to set up a room. You had to send out an email. Everything before then, when they actually signed up for the time that they wanted to, to do the recording, all that was automated. But because they needed a specific recording room and it was different uh, for each guest, that had to be sent out manually. So Lex would set up the room and send that out to the guests. We had like a li running list of things. That's no longer no longer needed, but that was a task that she did. Uh, and now as we the email, I also have her corresponding with my website guy, who was also named Joe. I'm going to talk about another Joe in a little bit. Um, but I have her corresponding. It's just things like this that I'm – I don't know if a part of it is that maybe you have this as well, where I want to be nice in the email and like kind of chatty and not just get it done. And that like makes it take longer. So it's nice to have someone that is just like, this is the task. I am doing it. If I want a specific voice or a specific message, then I'm just going to write that out and then she'll send it. Um, that works out. We had, we just, I said, wow, we just actually did that uh, not too long ago. But that's how that works. I know I'm speaking very fast in this episode. It's because I'm excited. I love this stuff. Uh, okay, so that's kind of the email side of things that falls under the administrative task umbrella. The next part is just purely administrative. 
she uploads all of the calls for the mafia and for the intensive, right? These are live dinners that I run, live calls that I run. They're on Zoom. She takes the recording. She uploads them to Vimeo now. She's actually moving all of our videos from YouTube over to Vimeo. We're switching the host there. Uh, she sends a final email out to when the intensive is done. She sends an email out that says, hey, here's all of the videos. She's uploading them to uh, YouTube. So she's taking care of what happens after the call is done, which is just an absolute godsend. Lex also moderates any live webinars that I have, um, which is largely just dropping links and taking notes um, if needed. Oftentimes, if I'm going to have notes or slides or things like that, I send them to her beforehand and then she can just add things on so she doesn't have to like try to type verbatim and like be like a, is it called a stenographer maybe? Is that what it's called? I don't know. This came to my head. Hopefully that's it. Uh, Lex also handles all, the, handles all the cancellations for the Mafia. So this is largely automated by the software that I use, which is MemberPress. That, that's what runs or what I host the actual membership through. But when people cancel, they have to be taken out of the Facebook group, and that doesn't happen automatically. Lex takes care of that. Um, and anything that needs to happen on kind of ConvertKit's end. There is automatic tagging that happens, um, but we do some manual stuff in there just to make sure that it actually happens at the time of cancellation. She sends gifts for me. So sometimes I'll be, you know, thinking about Jackie, we wanted to send her some potato chips. And these are just tasks that I want to do, but I get busy. And one of the coolest things, folks, is that I just got Lex a uh, business credit card. And I was like, dude, this feels like super legit. And then I was like, don't go spending all this money though. Uh, but it's really cool to have someone that you trust that much that you're like, yeah, here's a business credit card because when we're doing swag orders, um, so if I'm ever ordering stuff for myself, my maestro gear, Lex is taking care of that. And I was like, just put it on this credit card that you have now. And so she takes care of gifts, getting those sent out, which is just super, super helpful, finding people's addresses. And I can write the note that goes along with it, but she actually sends it out and it's just super, super helpful. Uh, she updates my Amazon storefront from time to time. I will do that as well, but there are times when I'm like, oh, maybe I'm out of the office, something like that, or away from the desk, and so she knows how to do that, which is really helpful. By the way, folks, all of the tech and like the books I read, all of the things that I use, because the majority of them are I purchase them on, in, on Amazon, are in the store that I have there, amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash the movement maestro. It's all there. Uh, next, Lex backs up my email list. She does like once a quarter. She has like a little reminder that goes out to herself and she takes care of it. Uh, she creates discount codes. These are things that I know how to do, but if I'm like in a bind or if she's just feeling, you know, extra Lexi, uh, she doesn't go by Lexi, but I needed to make it like a Y there, but she doesn't go by that. So don't call her that. But if she's feeling extra, you know, I want to check stuff off the list, then she'll go ahead and she can create discount codes and such. Um, and then lastly, what she's been doing from an administrative side that's been so helpful is she makes sure that, makes sure that the podcast is up. So when that, when the, the, that the newest episode is up, that it's live and it's all good because we've been having some issues. I don't know if it's because there's so many episodes. I don't know if it's Blueberry. I don't really know what it is. Like there's just a lot of things that could go wrong and sometimes they do. Uh, and what I found is that a lot of people assume that I know that it's gone wrong. And so like they won't they won't DM me till the afternoon to be like, oh, the episode isn't up. Folks, we uh, we and Courtney schedules the episode to go live at 1 a.m. on Monday morning and Thursday morning. If it's not up by 1 a.m. Pacific, if it's not up, it means that something happened. So it's nice because Lex and I live on different coasts. So she's up way before me anyway. 
she'll check. And if there's anything going wrong, she can either look to fix it herself. And if she can't do that, because we've had some like weird RSS feed stuff, she can message me. And then when I get up, it's the first thing that I handle. And it's just really nice to have kind of this like bookend of like, I check it, Courtney checks it, Joe's doing stuff from the, from the YouTube side of things. And then Lex is checking it out again at the end. And it just, it, it makes me super happy. So that's the administrative side. Again, hopefully you can pull some ideas of like, oh yeah, maybe I could use help with that, or I could use help with that, or I could use help with that. From the creation side, and this this list is much shorter, um, largely because I like creating things, but Lex does put the eBooks together for me. Remember, the, the easiest way to improve the, the quality of this and the, the efficiency of this is to, one, you write all the content yourself. Two, you have a true brand identity. You know what you want it to look like. You have specific colors. I can literally give Lex a you know word document and then just say maestrify this like now we have just like a kind of running template that we can use and then we can kind of go back and forth once or twice and be like okay I want you to change this or add this but that is how you're going to get the best end product is going in knowing what you want it to look like and also having all the copy written yourself make the content yourself uh, Lex will make PowerPoint templates for me. I like, still don't actually know how to do that. This is something I'm like, I don't want to Google it. You've helped me with it before. So I do like to have like a different bumper on the bottom. She doesn't necessarily need to change the font on it. It's just that I like to have a bumper on the bottom of the slide, uh, whether it's a mafia call or if it's a legacy call or boss up call. Um, and so she made a few of those for me. She was pulling quotes and making graphics for the podcast. We're kind of using it as teasers, but I've since switched over. I'm using like all, basically all video for the teasers. I'm not seeing that for the teasers, for the, for the things that I would have, pr the promotional material. Um, so she's not doing that anymore, but she was doing that. She was also making the audiogram, which is like the sound, the, the video file that gets created from the sound, uh, sound bite that we were using as the, uh, teaser and we would put that up on social media i haven't done a guest episode and i'm going to start using riverside fm so i'll probably be pulling them myself um, but she was doing that 100 for a long time she makes the individual episode graphics for the podcast she does some simpler stuff for the website um, like the partners page most recently she put up um, she knows how to navigate wordpress and so if i need something changed she can very easily do that so sometimes just like a one-off task that i'm like hey can you do this i'm out of the i'm, I'm out or it could be even like ConvertKit related. And I'm just like, I don't have access to the computer, but like this needs to get fixed. Can you do that? And she'll do that. Um, and then lastly, in terms of creation, she is turning emails into blog posts. So she's going in and pulling some of them. She knows what does well with SEO. Huge skill set that she's gained. And then also if I write an email and I'm like, oh, I like that one. Can you turn it into a blog? She can pull that and then put that on the website. So lots of different ways that she's helping me out. Um, just you know, an absolute godsend. The two of the people that I have working for me, all right, I have a podcast editor. I've spoken, spoken about her before, my girl Courtney, and I got my YouTube channel manager. So when you're hiring a VA, maybe you want to hire someone that does this. They, they, you can consider them a VA, but you're specifically going to then be looking for either a podcast editor or you're going to be looking for a YouTube channel manager. While some people can gain these skills, if they don't like doing it, because it's not their main thing, then you probably don't want to ask them to do that. You want people that love this thing. Like I, Lex will literally do any task that I ever asked. I have to be like, no, I don't want you to, to do that, Lex. I need you to do this instead. Whereas Courtney loves doing this. Like she does podcast editing for other people as well. So I could ask Lex to do podcast editing, but and she'd probably say yes, but her skill set is not best utilized doing that. And I want people in positions where doing things that they actually really enjoy. So Courtney, 
my girl, my podcast manager, podcast editor, podcast producer. She cuts out any kind of claps or that I have. So like I have to cut the episode in half when I record it. Um, I usually can record straight through, but I have to cut it in half these days because of the way that I record the video. I, you know, I can only record for a certain amount of time. So then in order to be able to sync the audio afterwards, um, which I do, I clap and she'll cut those parts out. Um, I don't have her do any sound editing. Like your best bet, folks, is record that shit well the first time. She'll add the little bumper on the front and the back, uh, kind of the music, and make sure that that's like just all organized. She chooses the teaser, which was big. So back when we did guest episodes, she was choosing the teaser and also getting the creating the title for guest episodes. Very, very, very helpful with that. Probably one of the most helpful things she does is she does the show notes. I fucking hate doing the show notes. I hate coming up with a little blurb about it. So that was an incredible task to offload um, to her. I think I did like 100 plus episodes and then I was like, I hate this. Please, someone help me. And was really grateful that Courtney is just so fucking good at what she does and really captured my voice. Um, So she's the one that's doing the a little blurb, she's doing the show notes, and then she uploads all of that to the actual website so that it can get pushed out to the different platforms. She copies and pastes the transcript so that it can, I'm doing the transcript, she's copy and pasting it, creating a new page uh, and linking that, which is incredibly, incredibly helpful. And she is corresponding with Blueberry, who is who hosts the podcast, because sometimes it breaks and I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk to these people. And she goes back and forth with them. She's super on it and it's just amazing. Joe, he is my YouTube channel manager and another guy, another godsend. He uploads the actual videos. Um, I'm doing part of that now. That's going to kind of change, but he'll upload the actual videos. He's pulling content from my Instagram and putting that up as YouTube shorts. Huge deal here. He creates chapters for my long podcast episodes. He watches it, breaks it up, does the timestamps. Amazing. He makes the thumbnails. It's such a fun process. So we kind of go back and forth. He throws an idea out. He picks the picture and we kind of go back and forth with the words, but so fun and he loves it and he's so good at it. Uh, he makes the titles for some of the episodes and we'll probably with the shorter episodes or the shorter videos that will come up with next year, he'll be doing kind of all of that. Right now we're kind of back and forth with the titles, but he'll be doing that and looking at, you know, the SEO perspective. So doing research around that. He adds the SRT file. So that's going to be the subtitles. Um, I'll pull that from Descript and he'll upload that and make sure it's aligned or whatever it needs to be. He is going to be pulling videos from the longer videos from these uh, podcast episodes. We're going to come out with some shorter videos. He will be pulling those out. Um, he will be editing the video. Right now, the podcast kind of just lives as it is. And if, on the editing side, I'll I slice them together. I sync the audio. But um, he'll be probably doing some light edits to it, kind of pop-ups, overlays. He definitely, as it, as it is, adds um, at the like at the end, if you want to go to another video, he'll add that in. I don't even know how to do that. So that's all him. He monitors the stats. My man loves him some numbers loves them. Uh, and then him, he and Lex together are suggesting content and titles and kind of doing this SEO team. They have an actual service that's coming out about that. So definitely keep your ears and eyes peeled for that. Um, we're going to link both of them in the show or all three of them in the show notes, their Instagram handles and such, and they'll check them out. And as always, if you want the full show notes, you can head on over to the movement, the, wow, themovementmyshow.com forward slash 433, and I'll take you to this online. Okay, let's wrap it up. Today, all we talked about was what you can or should consider outsourcing to a VA. I said, first things first, let's go to the CAD system, consolidate, automate, delegate, 
eliminate. Once you've gone through the first two and you're like, okay, I, these are still things I don't want to be doing, then we look to delegate. Remember, not all VAs do all the things. So it's best bet is to do the stuff your first, do the stuff, do the stuff first yourself, figure out what you need, and then look to find someone who can do that specific thing and actually enjoys doing that specific thing. We broke down the tasks into kind of administrative and creative. Maybe that person's able to do both. Maybe not. Biggest thing is understanding what you actually need, and then you can look to go and find that. If you find that you're ready to get yourself a VA, but you're like, but I don't know how, where do I find one? How do I actually hire them? I got you. Be sure to check out episode 431, oh, excuse me, 432, that was, no, it was 431, how to find and hire a great virtual assistant. All right, I'm going to take a breath and we're going to wrap it up there. Welcome to all the new folks. Thank you to everyone who's been listening and continues to listening, continues to listen. You folks are the best. As always, endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. Until next time, friends, maestro, 